Hey guys, thank you for joining me on another episode of Melanin Dads. So this is a little intro I had to do a little different because I was just so stoked to be able to catch up to my um, guest on this particular conversation that I forgot to, you know, introduce the show. So I had to do it separately. Um, so right after this, you'll jump right into that episode. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening and subscribe. You know, all that good stuff. Yo, Julian, what up, bro? What's up, bro? How are you? Good, good. You cool, yo. I'm just going to edit this out, this part. I was waiting for you to come on. Yeah, it's all good. You good, man. Yo, I'm so glad I was able to talk to you, man. We've been trying to link up, <laughs> man. It's crazy, man. It definitely is not. It's definitely... It's the schedules. It's the schedules. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, I was like, I'm going to work my little girl today, man. I'm going to put her down early, man. <laughs> Today. And just be intentional. I think that that's the thing, you know. Everything now is always intentional, always with purpose. You yeah. know, there is no, oh, okay, it, it just happened, you know. Decisions are made on purpose, you know. So, yeah, that was this the key. That was the key to get on the phone today. This is true, man. You, is, uh, you had to, you know, speak into existence, you know. So I'm not gonna hold too much of your time because uh, I'm with you, man. I gotta uh, tomorrow. I gotta go um, and get this physical for the, um, this job I'm going for tomorrow. So. Oh whoa whoa whoa! So what's happening now? Are you are we changing career paths? Are we? Yeah, man. Switching? I quit today, man. What? Yeah, I was waiting to uh, talk to you, man. Yeah, I quit today, man. I was I was tired of. Uh, you know, I was tired of taking, you know, money out. It's either I'm taking money out of people's mouths or I'm taking money out of my people's mouths. Mm. So it got to a point where it was just, you know, it wasn't doing nothing for my mental state. And then by the time I was I was doing it through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then my wife, you know, she she do natural hair. So, yeah. you know, she had to, you know, move out of her salon and everything where she was at. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through that with her and then you know, um, talking to these people on the phone about their businesses a lot, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So what did they resort to? I mean, was it like a situation where it was no longer people in the building or everybody yeah, was like... They, uh, they sent w- everybody, yeah, they sent everybody um, home. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had, I had took another leave, so I was, um, I was, I was, um, I had accommodation work from home anyway to begin with, so I was home and then a couple months into the pandemic, I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, cause when I got done work, I'd be burnt out. I don't want to talk to no kids. Mm. I don't want to life. I had to get out. It was time I had to get off of work and then still cook. And it was a lot, man. It was, it was eating, it was eating me away. Yeah. And it was affecting my marriage and my, you know, being a dad and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, obviously have a career, you know, because that gives us what we need to provide for our, uh, in our particular case, our wives and our, and our children. But, you know, you don't want to come home and be a shell of yourself. You still want to have something to, to give to them. You know, you don't want to yeah. give everything to work to the point where you're exhausted or frustrated and you're, you're not in a good state when you come to see you and spend time with your family, you know? No, they feel, they feel the energy. Hmm. 
Yeah, they feel they feel the energy. So, but then you know, sometimes you gotta try to fake it, and then that that burns a hole in you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think, unfortunately, as 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 black men, we are kind of like accustomed to this idea of, you know, repress, repress, repress. You know, for for one reason or another, right? Because it's like, okay, I I gotta show up for, in our case, you know, I gotta show up for the family. So I need to take these feelings and go put them away i gotta i gotta take these feelings and tuck them away so that my family don't see it or you know where some a space that i think a lot of uh, you know me being included of just repressing because we don't know how to communicate you know exactly maybe we don't have the emotional intellect to communicate how we're feeling so it's like all right i'm not supposed to feel like this or you know, whatever. I don't know how to communicate how it is exactly that I'm feeling. So I'm going to take these feelings and I'm going to hide them, or I'm going to just tuck them away. You know. Um, you know. You you see what happens when you do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So what what brought me to kind of reach out to you because uh you know our time working together, mm-hmm. when we did see each other, it was always you know. I don't know. I just felt like we always had that energy towards each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think, you know, we have very similar paths. I remember us kind of, you know, having the same type of background prior to, you know, the, the employee that we used to work for. Um, you know, we had the same type of, we were both, I think in the wireless uh, field for yeah. a very extended period of time. So, yeah. you know, like a conversation was around that and, you know, uh, married, you have way more kids than I do, <laughs> but married with kids, um, you know, a young, young African-American man and just trying to figure this thing out. So I think we, you know, just the parallels kind of just brought us together in a conversation it was always good, you know, light, you know, every now and again, maybe we get into some deep conversation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, brothers, brothers going to figure it out. Brothers going to work it out. You know, right. I remember it was it was me, you, and Frank. We just kind of like clicked up, like, "Oh, yo, okay, we the brothers in the in the training." All right, let's, yeah. So let's we, just... <laughs> we was able we was able to click like that, and um, yeah. you know, when I just kind of saw you over, you know, I, I remember seeing you leave, mm-hmm. and then seeing you start your own, um, you know, production company, which I thought was really amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing just seeing someone that looked like me going and, you know, being their own person mm. and being happier, you know? Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I, I look back on, uh, you remember in our training, because obviously we dealt with, we dealt with businesses, right? That was, that was our clientele. That's who we were speaking to. Uh, and in our training, uh, I got the guy's name. Was it Rob? Was his name Rob, the trainer that was like super, it was like the white guy, but he was like super cool down to earth. He kind of had like the vibe of a brother. That was his name, right? Rob, Mm -hmm. was that his name? Okay. And he had us do like an exercise where he was like, okay, you know, we want you to act like a business. So think about a business that you would have and do like these role play scenarios, whether it was like on the phone or. Um, or uh, uh, 
like just in, in life or whatever. And he wanted us to, to, to pick these particular businesses and then they would kind of like be reoccurring. So as we did different exercises, it was like, oh yeah, you remember what your business was. I don't know if you remember this, but I actually said a video production company. I remember. Yeah, because that was like where my, that's where my heart was at, you know, so forth and so on. But, you know, at that time, I didn't necessarily know how I was going to do it. You know, I know that I'm, I, I think, I think I had the company already like LLC and so forth and so on. Um, but. I was more so like side hustling, right? So it was like, oh, okay, maybe I had, you know, I worked a Saturday, so I would have a day off during the week and I would, you know, have like a client or I would do some things on the weekend or do some things like after I got off of work. Uh, so it wasn't like a main hustle. It was like a side hustle. Um, and then, you know, I got into a very similar space with you where I, I just was not able to show up for my family, you know, for my wife and my and my at the time, it was one daughter, but now two daughters. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't able to be present for them. Um, and I felt like it was a great time. I was I was able to, 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 to save a decent amount of money to kind of supplement the income that I felt like I might have been losing in the first year of business. Um, more important, I got my wife's blessing. You know, that's always that's always important to, yeah. to, to, to get the blessing from the wife. Like, yeah, babe, I'm about to do this crazy thing of you know doing what I feel like I'm called to do and I want you and the girls to come along for the ride with me to jump out this parachute with me you know what I mean I mean to jump out this jump out this airplane with this parachute with me you know what I mean so uh she gave me the blessing she she more so encouraged me like you know when I told her she saw you unhappy man yeah she saw me unhappy um it was interesting her response when I actually told her that I wanted to do it she was like I don't know what took you so long because <laughs> I'm sitting here like fumbling over my words like you know so yeah, I, I felt, you, you don't want to feel yeah. like you you're you're failing them by like you know leaving you know as I guess stable but you're not stable mm, mm, that's true that's true and that's the thing so I I remember I think I, I remember maybe like two weeks before I actually did it that I was like, okay, well, I can't do it without telling my wife, right? I just can't, you know, I, I just don't feel like a responsible husband, a responsible father of making a decision of just quitting impromptu without talking to my wife. So I remember kind of tripping over the words, like, I, you know, practicing it, like, yeah, babe, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to pursue, I'm going to pursue video, like practicing it in the mirror, literally, bro. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm I'm say it like this. No, you kind of gotta look like you, like you, like you have to do this. But you know, like I, I, I went through, I, I did the whole thing, like the whole spiel, practice it, and you know, I had an idea in my head of what I felt like, or how I felt the process was going to go, uh, and it didn't go anything like that. Like I almost like rehearsed my lines you know had in my mind what I felt like her response was going to be so then I would then respond to that but when I told her like yeah babe I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my job and you know and, and pursue video production full-time she was just like I don't know what took you so long like what's up I'm ready for you 
You know what I mean? She like when says I, on. Yeah, yeah. And like when I came home, um, she had like a card for me. She had balloons for me. You know, I think we had I think we had to go do something with my daughter that day. Um, so she, you know, it was like as soon as I came home, I came home to this like big, almost like a like a little mini celebration that just mm-hmm. she just kind of like put together real quick when I told her. Um, and I was just like, wow, like, you know, I it, it just wasn't the response that I was, you know, ready for or prepared for, I would say. You know, I, um, I think I think us as men, black men, we get in a state where um, we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust our partners, you know. Mm. So mm-hmm. your your first thing was to, um, you know, think the worst was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And in her head, she already knew what you wanted to do. And she knew that she had to support you. But of course, she knew that you had to get past your stubbornness to talk to her about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you had that conversation, it was, she knew that it was a relief to you. It was like a weight off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. her, that for her, that, you know, that would be her response, you know, and you to have it, take it that way is like, wow, you know, this is why I'm married to this person seven years, right? Yeah. Yep. Seven years. Seven years. So, Seven years. you know, two, things two like children. that is what continuously reminds you of the person that you married. And, you know, it's that's where you get to the point of a, a selfless person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the thing that, that I found like really, really cool was she she was saying like she she saw me kind of like struggling. Right. To. You know, sometimes men, they say men cry in the dark or whatever. Sometimes we suffer in silence as well, too. You know what I mean? Um, well, we're just, it's like we don't know. Like I said, we don't have maybe like the language to necessarily. Well, I, I, I'm kind of, I, I, I've moved into this space where I try not to use general statements, right? I, right? More I statements. So I had gotten to a place where, you know, I was like suffering. I was just kind of going through the motions, getting up, going, coming home, and just, you know, no satisfaction, no anything. Um, one of the time. most, yeah, one of the most encouraging things is it, it, it was very simple, very basic. Um, somebody had told me they were like, "Bro, go do it," and if you if you fail. These jobs are gonna be here. You know what I mean? If you fail miserably and you gotta take a you have to take a get back and join the rejoin the workforce, okay. But at least you tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which was it was very simple and very basic, you know, information, but encouragement. It was like, look, if you fail horribly at this, you could just find another job. It's that simple. You, you know? have the skills. Yeah, yeah, you know. So like I said, that was it was very simple, it was basic, but it was so encouraging, you know. Like I don't know. I guess in my mind I processed that, okay, when I when I get out here, I need to just kind of jump right into this into this business and, and have success like immediately, you know. Um and if I don't succeed then that's it. 
it's the, the show is over. He was just like, you know, I mean, obviously that's not ideal for you to kind of like rejoin the workforce because obviously you did this for a reason. But he was saying like, dude, if you fail horribly, just get another job. Like, it's not that big a deal, you know? So hearing that kind of like backhanded encouragement was uh, was reassuring to me. I mean, it wasn't that I necessarily didn't think about that, but, you know, it was just cool just to hear somebody kind of say that to you. Like, you know, and that's that's very important, just having people, um, they, you know, they think because we're men, we, we have it. But, you know, we have emotions, we have feelings, and we need encouragement just like the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. so. Um, but speaking of your your um production company i just wanted to kind of that's what made me want to talk to you today a couple things Mm -hmm. one was that and also i wanted to get to you know you being the girl that you know before the end of our conversation today yeah so um you know we we talked some great things so far but i want to you know move into that so that you know i I can let you enjoy the rest of the evening (laughs) well this is enjoying yeah this is is great man this is great let me sleep tonight (laughs) you know um just kind of saying like with me with you know you were saying like a calling you know that's i feel like that's what made me want to do this and um i was sitting on my bed one day and just something popped in my head and it gave me step by step verbatim what i needed to do how i needed to do it and the people i needed to talk to Mm. and um that kind of gave me the confidence to you know just do it, you know? Yeah. And um, it's not, I'm not doing it for anything. I'm just doing it just to, you know, help myself and Mm -hmm. other people that look like me that deal with the same issues that I deal with, um, you know, because I'm not alone, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great uh, platform. It's a great content. I think there's so many other stories inside of it you know, inside of this topic of melanin dad, you know, I feel like there's so many different ways that you can, you know, so many different conversations that you can have with, with men with mm-hmm. different, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, obviously this, this being black is not a monolithic experience. So, you know, there's, I'm thinking about even like, you know, culturally having like different conversations, yeah. you know, like, you know, my dad is from Ghana, West Africa. So, you know, there's some things that just shout culturally. Out to the shout out to the motherland. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my dad's from Ghana, West Africa. So there's some things that my dad did with me, you know, culturally um, uh, that I have to, that I've uh, applied uh, in my relationship with my daughters. But, you know, there's some things that he kind of like did and, you know, some things that he did as a father that I'm making sure that I don't do with yeah. my daughter. So I think the conversation is like and, it can go and, so many and different early, ways, um, so many layers. What made me what made me start this was generational curses. Mm. And mm. um, you know, some of the issues that I grew up as a kid um that I didn't see um and myself that I was, you know, projecting onto my kids and that, you know, when I got to that state of where I, you know, got into that woke phase that I had to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I always tell I always tell this story of my of my daughter, right? So my wife doesn't um she doesn't walk over the um what do they call them? Like you know the 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 uh the doors that are on the ground that go into the basement of a building. So you can go into the cellar so you you step on oh, it and okay. oh and, it, and you lift you know, you lift them up and then you yeah. can go into the cellar, right? So yeah. you step on it and it makes this real loud noise, right? Right. So my my wife doesn't doesn't walk over them, nope. right? Nope. I don't um, think I think no black woman walks on them. <laughs> so my wife doesn't doesn't walk over them. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened to her in the past. I don't think she ever fell into it or whatever, but she has like a a healthy fear of those, right? So I remember one time, you know, I think my daughter, my six year old. My, my daughter's six now, but at the time she was maybe like three or something. And we do these uh, daddy-daughter dates. So I remember we were out and, you know, we came to one of those things and she like ran away from it, like super scared, right? Like, no, 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 no. She was like, I'm scared of those. And we had a conversation. I was like, you're scared of them? And she was like, yeah, I'm scared of them. I was like, why are you scared of them? She was like, because I'm scared. So, I, you know, we had a good long conversation. We kept going back and forth. And I was like, but nothing ever happened to you for you to be scared of them. You're only three years old. I don't understand why you're scared of them. She was like, no, I'm scared of them. And I was like, Selah, that's my daughter's name. I was like, Selah, mommy's scared of them. You're not scared of them. Mommy's scared of them. And she basically pass that on to you mm-hmm. she was like no i'm scared of him i was like think about it say you know I, as much as she can at three years old like nothing ever happened to you you don't have a reason to be scared of him you're only scared of him because mommy is scared of him um so that was like a moment where i realized you know subconsciously something that my wife kind of like this fear that she you know, instilled. Um, instilled, yeah, instilled in my daughter. Um, and she did She didn't do it on purpose, obviously, no. you know, but I think about like the things that my daughter might be that I subconsciously have like instilled in her that maybe we've never had a conversation about, you know, and, you know, it might be other things. It might be things that just, you know, that aren't just as blatant as that. But I, I'm, I'm very, very, I try to be conscious of of the language that I use with her and, you know, not project my mess, my crap onto her, you know, right. like just because, just because daddy is, has you a know, potty mouth. Yeah. Has a potty mouth for it. Just cause daddy has like a, a, a fear of, you know, um, whatever failure or whatever you go be great. You know, daddy, daddy's, daddy's scared about his business, right? You know, I, I try not to project that on her so that now she looks at me and she's like, well, if daddy's scared of being successful or if he doesn't think he could do it, you know, maybe that idea that I had about doing X, Y, Z, I just won't even attempt it. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, um, but for you to for you to see that that just speaks volumes of you wanting to be a better person. Mm. 
You know, mm -hmm. um, I think the people who don't realize their wrongs and don't realize the mistakes that they have made to, you know, fix, um, you know, that's where you get into like, you know, I feel like narcissistic people, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I feel like that's why, um, you know, in our community, we have, you know, more broken homes, you know, um, a higher divorce rate, mm. um, you know, more killings because we're not, people aren't talking, they're suppressing more mm -hmm. and more. And, you know, what, what What happens when you get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just kind of explode as opposed to um, having healthy outlets to do it. You know, um, I know I had started, uh, I started and I've been going for, I would say about, about 10 months now. Well, no, actually it's about to be, I think it's about a year now, actually. Um, I had started therapy. Um, I talked therapy with, with, uh, with the, uh, therapist and I think a lot of the benefits in my life, like a lot of the things, um, that are good in my life is because I have like a help, a healthy outlet to get out, you know, when I'm frustrated and keep so much, it's, a, it's actually a, a black man who's my therapist and, you know, I'm able to process things with him, you know, talk through things. Um, and that really helps me because I know, you know, and we meet, we, we, we talk at first we were doing it in person and then post COVID, uh, obviously we went to a virtual option, but, you know, I get a chance to talk through things with him. I actually wind up, um, looking forward to it. Cause we, we, we have a conversation like every other week. So I look forward to it, you know, like maybe I do hold, maybe I do hold some feelings, some emotions or whatever. And then I wait till we have our session to kind of like release it there you know what i mean like almost like purge there um and he listens but more important than just listen he makes gives me resources he, he says things to help me um suggests things to help me you know um points me in different directions which i think is just as important you know to it, it's great to have a place to get that energy off you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm really, really mad. And, you know, you got your friend who you just will let you talk and let you be frustrated and so forth and so on. But then sometimes you, you need somebody to give you some information to help you through it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't I think. always dump that on that person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, like your friends, your friends shouldn't be like your therapist. Like, we should, yeah, I should have my, yeah, I should, yeah, I should. It's like I should have my therapist and, you know, talk to them and get get all my feelings out, so forth and so on, right? And then my friends should reap the benefits of it, just like all my other relationships, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just like my wife reaps the benefits of, you know, everything that, that, that I work through with my therapist. My friends should be the same way, too. I shouldn't be in a place where I'm dumping, you know, all my feelings on them, you frustrated about xyz so now you go out with your friend you guys have something to eat and then now you're just telling them all your troubles and all your mess and so forth and so on like 
Right, you're like, oh, I ain't come out here for that. Yeah, I ain't come out for all this. Like, I mean, I mean, great friends, great friends will help you do that, but that's that shouldn't be their responsibility. That shouldn't be the basis of your relationship. Right, it should be just like every other relationship. You know what I mean, both mutual parties just you know enjoy the relationship. You know what I mean? Friendship is should be the same way. It shouldn't be a space where. And hey, sir, I I can say this speaking from one person that goes to therapy every week. I can Mm. see the work that you're going through from what I can see outside. You know, that's just from somebody, you know, actively going through therapy themselves. Oh, wow. Wow. That'd be the glory. And that's the thing is like, you don't necessarily, you know, I've, I've had other people say that to me, you know. Like, and you know, it's like the, I think it's, I think that, that the, the stigma around it is definitely, uh, it's definitely loosening. Like it's not, a, it's, it's not viewed as like a bad thing now. Uh, but I've had brothers who, who pulled me aside, you know, who I've had relationships with for, you know, brothers who I know for, for years or whatever. They'd be like, oh, you know, you in therapy or I might say something about it. I might you know, use some type of reference that a, some type of language that a therapist uses or whatever. And then they'll ask me and I'll be like, yo, real bro, my, my therapist told me that. They'll be like, oh, you going to therapy? I kind of see like a difference in you, da 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 and so forth and so on. You know what I mean? So God be the glory that you noticed it. I mean, yeah. that means that it's, that it's actually happening and that the work is getting done, which is the most important part. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... I was um, thinking uh, what I wanted to do, you know, because I wanted to start this as a documentary, but I was like, I I don't feel comfortable, you know, just come off the bat with that because I don't know any information or nothing. So that's why I wanted to start this platform of a podcast, you know, so that I can build a story, be more comfortable. Um, But when I was going through this process of, of, you know, getting like the ideas that were being put in my head and um, something told me to reach out to you um, mm-hmm. about, you know, like what I want to do eventually is, you know, film like a documentary for like Father's Day. Okay. And then um, just have, you know, a lot of fathers, black fathers that, you know, that we know um, we can just come together and just, you know, you know, do something nice, you know. Yeah. I, I don't see that in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing fathers. You know, I think I think you know what it is though, that I that I'll say once you know, there's like an energy when you put the energy out, you know, you start to attract like certain things, right? Um and I think there are there are pockets of that, right? But you know, mass media, so forth and so on. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not like a, you don't see it often enough. But when you start to like you doing this, you doing this podcast, is you'll start to find that there are little pockets and there are men who, you know, um, you you kindred with, right? You see that camaraderie. You're like, oh wow. You know that there, there, there are more men out here than I thought. You know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 you start to attract that energy. So, 
you know, just continue to do the work, man. You'll get all the pieces that you need to do, you know, what it is that you're trying to do because and you know, what there's really, pockets of it. What really brought me to you and wanting to do this with you was that, you know, when I first went on to your, your Green District media page, it said visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I think about the journeys that we've been through, uh, it's, it's like a, it's like a little, it's, it's definitely, a, it's a visual story. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's one, that's one way that I kind of separate. So, you know, shameless plug, uh, Green District Media on everything, Facebook, Green District Media, Instagram, you know, the website, www.greendistrictmedia.com. Uh, but one of the things I prided myself on was this idea of I don't want to just be like a videographer. I don't want to just come and, you know, capture a video, right? I want the video to, you know, uh, tell a story, you know? And me bringing, me bringing pieces together, right? So, you know, like we... Let's say we, you know, we, we do get to work on this project that you're talking about, right? Um, and we have this story over here, this gentleman who tells something, and it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of similar to this other interview that we did, which ties into, you know, uh, prison reform. And, like, it's so many. That's what I mean when I say, like, this idea of a visual storyteller. It's like, you kind of like see all of the pieces, you know, from a high level and kind of like put the pieces together to give like a story, you know? Um, yeah. I was, of, I was watching, of, I was watching one of your work mm -hmm. and um, just the way like the, the people were expressing the story and it was being correlated to a picture or, mm -hmm. Um, something related to what they were talking about. It just it 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 made me want to be more involved in what they were saying. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's the trick, you know. And I'm I'm not even gonna act like I'm just doing something brand new. You know what I mean? There are there are other great content creators. There are other great you know people who who do this. You know, I feel like I'm at a very entry level of it. You know, and I just try again. That camaraderie is everything. I I I intentionally put myself around creative people to be inspired, um, and hopefully I can provide inspiration for them as well too. You know, uh, but it's a decision that I made. You know, there's a decision that I made to put myself in certain circles and you know put myself around certain people um, to 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 be creative, you know? Yeah, and um, you are very, for you to say entry level, you're a very talented, you know, individual. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Thank you very much. So with leading into that, um, mm -hmm. you know, to my viewers, you know, Mr. Cobbman already laid down all his information. Please, you know, look at his page. Look at the work he has done for the community. Um, mm -hmm. it, there's there's so many great videos that are on your page that 
um, to speak to the individual you are. And I can, I can, I can see the work that you do and it's, it's amazing, you know? So leading from that, I did want to say that, um, I'm a huge fan of your quarantine videos with the kids. And- <laughs> I appreciate it. And you know what was, you know, what's interesting, man. I'm, I, I've gotten like so much positive feedback from, from that. And I did that initially just for me um, because when things, you know, when things happened, like that first, what was it, like March, I wasn't good until maybe like mid-April, honestly, where I just, you know, I just was worried about everything, you know, it was like I was. We, all, we were, we, we all were, man, all of us. Yeah. I just, now, you know, I just feel like the mental health was like on a thousand, you know? So, like I said, I, I remember just kind of not being in, and I was going to, you know, my therapy. I was still, you know, he had moved. They made it very, very seamless as far as like the switch to virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I just remember being like, oh man, what am I going to do? You know, it was, it was different for me than some people because, you know, I was newly an entrepreneur, right? So I didn't know, you know, what was next for me. And um, I just was very, very stressed out. It's different when you have like a job and you go through, you know, you enter the quarantine, you know, your your employer kind of like does some things or whatever. But I was like, you know, new to this entrepreneurial world. And then the daggone COVID hit and I'm like, what? What am I going to do? I'm going to feed my babies, you know, so forth and so on. It makes and, you feel um, so help, helpless as a man. Like, you know. On her. And then I um I remember just kind of like like I hadn't touched my camera for you know for a lot of that time you know uh, so like I said from I think it was like the end of March was when everything kind of like happened and it was like mid April where I started to feel okay a little bit okay ish and you know during those you know, those two weeks or three weeks or however long, I hadn't picked up my camera and I was like, oh, let me pick my camera back up and just kind of like essentially document this time, you know, if not for anything else, but just so that I haven't, you know, and then I started to uh, feel good again. To, yeah, I started to feel okay, you know, I was like, wow, all right, you know, and, and, um, I started to put like uh, like voiceovers over it, which is when I think kind of like went to a different level because like the first maybe like one or two, I don't think I added my no, voice. No, no, the first, I think the first two you didn't, but after that. Yeah, you know. that's, that's really when I felt like, you know, like I said, I started to get like feedback yeah, uh, because from people. That's what I'm saying. Like when people hear what you're like other people are saying and it's like wow 
I'm going through that too. And that's what I, mm. that's why I said, is that you? That's why I commented on one of the videos. I was like, is that you talking? I mean, mm-hmm. and just all those the other day um, mm. when we were supposed to talk the other night. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I was loving, you know, you doing the makeup with the girls and with yeah. your wife. <laughs> Yeah. The toe painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I even seen you doing yoga as well too. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, obviously we had to get we had to get very, very creative. Um we had to get very, very creative with, with what we did with, with the daughters, you know, with our daughters. Um and we were able to tap into some things, you know, that we were taking for granted. Yeah. Um I, I think and, that's what the time that I mean, at least if we know that the world was ending, we all left, you know, loving each other a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's real. So I, I still have, I kept, I keep saying that I'm going to, because I think the last one that I finished at was like nine. So I think I'm going to just do one last one because I have footage, but I, I haven't put it together. Yeah. So I think I'll just, I'll put it. How long does it usually through. take you? Um, well, it depends. So like some of them, some of them, I can just kind of look through the footage and pull certain pieces, kind of like put it together in like one day. Other ones take a little while longer because, you know, I might want to show this footage and, and, you know, after I show the footage then I have to think about, okay, what can I say? That's the, that's more so where I kind of like struggle um, is the voiceover aspect because I feel like that is the I feel like that's the real important part to it. Um, so I just want to make sure that the voiceover kind of matches uh, I just what's happening. How long it took you because you know I keep going back to because I actually wrote some things down. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I look at the visual storyteller, when I look at your videos and the way it seem seamlessly goes through, mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's it it's captivating, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. And some, like sometimes, like I said, sometimes I would, I'll, like some of those, I would, I would shoot it, and then I know what I want to say. Like especially like the the early ones because it was like, you know, uh, it was me kind of like working through it, so I kind of like knew what I wanted to say. But I feel like as I started to do more and more of them, you know, I just had to be like, okay, now what do I want to say about this? You know, what what's the voiceover? You know, what do I want the people to kind of like essentially take away from what I'm what I'm showing and what I'm saying? You know, so um, it 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 made me it made the process take a little bit longer because I was maybe overthinking it. But you know, once I realized that I had people who were paying attention to it, I felt you know almost like responsible to make sure that I'm I'm saying something you know worth value. You know, and it's a short video. It'd be like a minute long. No, you know? I mean, for for the amount of episodes you had, it, it wasn't long at all. Yeah. And it, the one that stood out to me the most was, you know, I applaud you and your wife for, you know, going out and protesting, you know, and taking the mm-hmm. girls. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So. So, like, on that particular one, one of the things, you know, so now if, you know, this idea of being a girl dad, right, one of the things that I I was struggling with at the time, and I think struggle with just in general, right, Um, being a father to a daughter, like, my daughter is high energy, she is, you know, she's a handful, Um, 
And what I said in that video um, was this idea of trying to balance and navigate discipline between, like, I want, obviously, I want to discipline her, but then I also want to make sure that I'm not crushing or squashing her dreams, right? Um, I think it's, it's verbatim what I said, right? So I, I do feel like, you know, as a father, it's my job to, you know, discipline her and, okay, don't do that, do this, so forth and so on, right? But then it's, for me, I struggle with navigating that discipline with, okay, what if this is just her calling and she's, you know, she's doing something to get her closer to her call, right? So I'll give an example, right? My daughter is, my daughter is high energy, right? So we'll go through like Target or we'll go through some store, right? And she loves to cartwheel, right? Just randomly we'll be talking and she'll just bust out into like three cartwheels real quick, right? Now, depending on the setting, it can come off as like, babe, you know, and I'll tell her like, babe, chill out. Come on. We in, we in such and such or whatever, right? And I go through this thing in my head each time of like, am I disciplining her right now? Or am I like, let's say she's going to turn into the next superstar gymnast, right? Or let's say that Small that's her yeah, let's take yeah, let's take that let's say that she's gonna be like a Simone Biles or she's gonna be, you know, your Gabby uh Gabby Davis, right? Is that her name? I think. Yes. I think that was another yeah. And she's just starting her practice extremely early, right? She's just finding her dedication to it. Like who am I as her father to tell her stop doing that? Just because it's it looks a certain way, right? Or it's inconvenient for me right now. So, so that's what I mean when I'm saying, like, do I discipline her or do I encourage the behavior, you know, because, you know, so, I want my daughter so you, to feel like so they you can do everything. What, you think that's why white people let their kids do whatever? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I can't speak for them. I can't speak <laughs> for their intentions. You know, I just know that that's something that I'm conscious about right yeah. now. You know, yeah, it's, a, um, it's about a perception. And I have to say, because. I always say this, and even when people ask me certain questions and I have to look at them because I have to say, like, you know, we're not all animals, you know? So I feel like I, you know, in my instance, I feel like I have to keep up this perception of, you know, we're civilized people, you know? So when I go in stores and my kids do stuff, I have to look at them like, hey, I don't want these people to think we're animals. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, yeah. so that's that's just my, you know, feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and I get, I trust me, I get that, which is part of the reason why you know my knee jerk reaction, right, to something like that is the same thing, you know. But, but again, you know, when I kind of like delve a little bit deeper into it, I I start to kind of like see it a, a little different. Have, have right? you ever tried to like have? Is this your six-year-old? It's my six-year-old, yeah. Have you ever had, like, tried to talk with her and, like, hey, you know, when we go to stores, this is what I know you love doing. 
cartwheels, but you know, when we go in the store, if you do it, you know, you might hurt yourself, you might hit somebody, you know, or you mm-hmm. just shouldn't do it in the store, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we've had you know, but she's she's very impulsive, right? And we're trying to we're trying to navigate that, right? You know, like all right, babe. You know, oh, maybe you can do now you can you, do now that you brought that up, I saw that you posted her first gymnastic class mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yep. So again, that's me kind of like being proactive right. as far as parenting as opposed to being reactive. It's like, oh, okay, you like doing this thing. All right, well let's let's find a if place. You, yeah, at least let me try to see if you actually like it. At least I can I can show you pictures later if you just didn't like it anymore and you'd be like and she'd be like, Dad, why'd you never let me try gymnastics? You'd be like, Nope, I got a video. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I mean it's it's just think about, you know, obviously the the, the parenthood and you know, um Everything is just like real time, right? So it's like you make a you make the best decision that you feel like is right in the moment, you know, um, you know, and just and just hope for the best, you know. Um, so, you know, I go through it. Maybe like I remember, you know, sometimes I'll tell sometimes I tell her like, all right, you get one, you get three cartwheels, and then that's it. And then you know what I mean. So use your three cartwheels wisely or something like that, you know. I'll make it like so a game. You always, uh, I always do the games, too. I feel like the games always seem like they work better than just yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Because then, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're still not going to listen, and now you're pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. So you make it. And then they be playing in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you make it fun. You make it fun, and they'll, there's a different type of response to it. So you, I know you were telling me earlier your dad's from Ghana. Are you, were you born there as well too, or? No, nah, so I was actually born in uh, in Washington D.C. Okay. Um, so we we, my dad we as when I was young we moved around quite a bit. So I was born in Washington D.C. We lived in Virginia. Um, obviously, I lived in Philadelphia. I lived in Canada, uh, and there was there was a season where my dad was my dad and mom were separated. So my mom wanted, you know, the, the her sons to go with the father, you know. So I think I was maybe like eight, seven years old, something like that, when I went to Ghana. And I stayed in Ghana until I was about 13. Okay, and then that's, I came you, back. That's, for, that's why you have an accent. Yeah. Gotcha. You know what's crazy, bro? It was, I don't think I have an accent, but everybody always tell me that I have an accent. You know what's weird? People, I get what people tell me is like, yo, you from New York? Be like, nah. So I guess when you take a Ghanaian accent and a Philly accent, it sounds like you're from New York. Because I get that a lot. Wedding photos are beautiful, by the way. Huh? What'd you say? Wedding photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's my my baby. That's my baby. All right, I ain't gonna hold you too long, man. It's ten thirty. I appreciate you staying up because I know I know last night <laughs> I, I was trying to hang out, but I was falling asleep in the in the uh, a toddler bed, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to hit you up, and you was like, "I'm free now." And then I was like, "I hit you up too late." <laughs> it's cool to um, chat with you tonight, man. This is really really set my evening. Yeah. I'm Likewise, gonna, man. 
yeah, I'm gonna put this together. And what I usually do at the end of my show is I usually do a call to action. Okay. And uh, it's just you know leave leave the people listening on a positive note. Yeah. Um, and you know something I learned from our conversation was just being happy with who you are mm-hmm. and um, not being afraid to talk to our partners. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I took from our talk. It's a great takeaway, man. That's a great takeaway. So, um, you know, as I move forward with, um, you know, starting to try to, I guess, think of ideas to put together, um, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, link out with you because, um, I don't know, I feel like this is what I need to do. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it happen, if like, I can help, like if I can help, I'm going, I'm going to help you, man. Yeah. Uh, I just, I love your, your, the way you um, articulate black people mm. and the way you're, you're, when you record, like you're, it's just the way, like the lighting comes off the skin. It's just everything's perfect. Wow. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. So, thank you very much, man. All right, well, this has been another episode of Melon and Dance. I'm going to link Mr. Cabinet from Frimpong. Yep, you got it. Hey, my brother from Ghana. I appreciate you <laughs> talking to me today. And, um, you know, much love. You know, get some love. Likewise, thank you so much for having me on Melanin and Dads, man. I, I value this conversation. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great, like I said, I think it's a great platform. It's a great topic and it's a great place to share stories, learn, and grow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because it's like um, I talk to, you know, my people, in the, you know, I'm in the car, whatever case may be, and it's like I have these talks. And it's mm-hmm. like other people ha- might have these talks, but a lot of us are scared to have these talks. Um, I was looking at an article, and it says that our community, you know, is more likely to not take mental health serious due to, you know, um, our history, mm-hmm. um, our parents who didn't get help themselves, you know, um, we're, you know, 20% more likely not to go get help, but we're we're always the ones that get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But we never go for it with, you know, seeing a therapist. And uh, I don't know how I feel about medicine. I feel like there's other avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all starts with just having a conversation with somebody. Bingo.